Hi, everyone. Before we get started, I just wanted to let you know that your girl is on Patreon. What else is going on podcast, aka Wego, W-E-I-G-O, is on Patreon. So if you feel so inclined and want to support your girl that way, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Wego podcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Wego podcast, W-E-I-G-O podcast. Now, if you don't want to be on a monthly recurring thing, I totally understand that. But if you want to support, you can head on over to buymeacoffee.com slash Wego, W-E-I-G-O. Again, buymeacoffee.com slash W-E-I-G-O. Because you know, a girl be trying to put in some work and a coffee could help me stay awake. So those are your two options. And if you don't want to do either of those things, if you could rate, review, and subscribe and share with your friends, I would love that. Now, on to the episode. The following podcast is a CJ Media Production. Welcome to the What Else is Going On podcast, the intersection where pop culture life and real life meet up. Get ready to deep dive into all things reality TV and the dichotomy of loving the game, but not necessarily the players when they start to reflect real-life issues like deep-seated discrimination and a world rooted in racism. Feeling conflicted because I love... Clip! 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 And I also have to chant, Black Lives Matter. Buckle your seatbelts and brace yourselves because my foot is off the brake and this intersection gets busy. So come along for the ride so we can see what else is going on. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. It's nice to officially meet you. (laughs) Yes, definitely. Nice to meet you too. (laughs) So guys, I want to introduce you to someone who probably a lot of you follow on Instagram. She's funny. I'm glad to put a face behind an account. We've talked through DMs a lot at Bravo Enthusiast, aka Catherine. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. This is my first podcast I've ever been on. So I'm like super stoked. (laughs) Okay, y'all. She looks better than me. You're professional. You got the headset with the mic. Oh, this is my brother's gaming gear. So like (laughs) literally 10 minutes ago, I was like, oh my God, like I need headphones. So I grabbed my um, like iPhone ones, but Mm -hmm. they have the iPhone connector. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't connect this to my computer. What am I going to do? So I went and asked my brother and he was like, oh, you could just use these if you want. Like, I'm probably not going to game in the next hour. <laughs> right, right. You know? It's like, it's it, well, and it's funny because I told Catherine, I won't keep you. I'm going to keep you an hour and change, not a lot of change. So now that I know the brother has to game later because I have a son <laughs> and he does too. So I remember him getting those headphones. So, yeah, I never even thought about that because, I mean, I can hear you really good and it would be just so easy to pop them on. And you won't even need a mic. You know what I mean? Yeah, it ended up working out really well. I was so panicked, but now maybe I'll have to invest in one of these if I become a podcast person. (laughs) (laughs) And I know what you mean about the Apple plug, like the plug-in. What I ended up having to do, I didn't realize the ports were different. So when I first started doing this one, I went out and uh, Target was having a sale. And I'm like, well, I see people using the white ones, so I'll get those. And got the ones that connected to... The, the right one to the laptop. But then I was doing, when I guessed on Instagram lives, I thought it was the same port. And I'm like, 
oh no. So I had to go out and buy <laughs> different ones for those. So I'm like, let me just keep both of these here in case. That's smart. Now you're ready for either scenario. Yes. So I want to first talk about how did you get into Bravo and what made you start your Bravo account? So I first started watching Bravo with New Jersey back in like 2009. I used to watch it with my mom and I grew up in Wisconsin. So like seeing those Jersey ladies was like something right. I could have never imagined. <laughs> it was right. totally insane. <laughs> um, so I loved them. And then going off to college, I kind of just fell out of it. Um, and then a few years ago, my friend was like, I was rewatching Jersey and she's like, no, you've seen Jersey. Like, start with Beverly Hills, like just get something new. So I started with that and I haven't really stopped since then. (laughs) Um, And then that same friend, she always wanted to do an Instagram account for Bravo. Mm -hmm. And I just loved being on the internet. So I was like, oh yeah, like I'll do it with you. So we started it last year in May because we had nothing else to do. Yes, yes. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and that's basically it. Uh, My friend kind of dropped out of it. She just lost interest. She's still, you know, good with liking posts and everything. Um, but it was just like really fun to like make the memes and like connect with everyone. So I just mm-hmm. kind of kept it going. What has been your most popular meme you think to date? And has it been your favorite? And if not, what was your favorite meme to do? Um, my most popular one to date. I honestly don't know. I, I posted one the other week of, um, it was like, you know, when Chris Jenner is like, as her <laughs> mom, I was like upset, but as her manager. Yes. So I put Lisa Rinna's face over it and that made it was about. Good. Yeah. So that is my, I think my best one, like most recently. I honestly okay. don't know to date. Okay. But like a month ago, I thought this was so funny and I still think it's so funny and the <laughs> meme just did not do well. But I was watching Legally Blonde with my brother and he like said legally weird because it was like from some skit he had watched okay. and then i was like i didn't know it was from a skit i thought he was being dumb so i was being dumb back and i was like legally and then i it just clicked <laughs> and i was like <laughs> i was like legally blonde oh my god aviva i literally like manically making this meme i'm hysterically yes. laughing i thought it was i still think it's the funniest thing <laughs> it, i feel like it always happens like that like you will think You'll crack yourself up because it's truly funny. And people are like, oh, yeah, ha, ha. But one that you just like throw off the cuff that comes first to your mind or something. You're like, who knows if this is even funny or not. And then people think that one is like the one. Yeah, that's how it happened with like the Lisa Rinna meme last week or like yeah. the other week when I posted it. It was I was like, oh, like this is kind of funny. Like it's, it's just a good thing to put out there for content. And it yes. like blew up. <laughs> yes. So now if you had to pick your favorite, do you have a franchise rather or do you like them equally across the board? Um, normally I would pick New York. OK. But this season is really not doing it for me. OK, OK. Um, I think right now my favorite franchise is Potomac, but I'm okay. also really loving Beverly Hills. It's like starting to get back to its original like rich women just fighting vibes and i like that yes i one of the best scenes ever is lisa vanderpump walking a horse through a house that is i will never forget that you know just it's like who does this (laughs) i love beverly hills like obviously they're all rich on all franchises but Mm -hmm. they're like a new level of 
wealthy. Like it's something that no other franchise has. And I love it. And I love that they're getting back to like, just like bragging about everything they have. Yes. <laughs> Especially because other than Potomac, because I live in Maryland, so people didn't know about Potomac, but it's one of the richest Potomac, wait, Potomac. And one of the counties is Montgomery County, one of the richest counties um, in the United States. I believe it's still in the top like three, but other than Potomac, and I'll set that aside because it's fairly new, even though, like you said, all the other franchises, they're rich. We know that it's expensive to live in California. So to see these women spend that money living in this space was just like even more extravagant to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the things they buy, like season one when LVP spent like a thousand dollars on a chocolate bunny. Yes, yes, it's like okay. I miss the days when they would have them shopping and just run the tab, like show us the tab. I wonder why they stopped doing that. I wonder if like the housewives asked them to stop. Oh yeah, because I can't imagine it. Like it was the fans. Like I love seeing them live lavishly like if yes. i wanted to see middle class people i'd go back to my mom's house you know? <laughs> right 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 so it's <laughs> like yeah i want to see this that's that's a good question i wonder if it was the housewives now i feel like i want to go back and research and start seeing around when it stopped was it like the teresa years that she was going through the suit maybe or oh, maybe. you know like i just wonder when it when it officially stopped yeah yeah, I guess that's true. If everyone's mad, she's going through like fraud. They're like, we should stop showing how much. <laughs> just how much spending. we're spending. Right, right. Her yeah. spending that cash. Oh, my gosh. was just like <laughs> insane. And I wonder if she's is she the first housewife to spend cash like that or did it do it on Atlanta? Because normally they use their cards. But yeah. I wonder, although they did show Harry's uh, shopping, his grocery bill it was like three hundred and twelve dollars. I think this past Beverly Hills for the. I think I'm saying it wrong. I think I've been saying it wrong for forever. I say bolognese, but what is it? Bolognese or? I guess I always said bolognese too. And then watching yeah. this episode, I'm like, why is Rena saying it wrong? And then the internet's like, we've been saying it wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> right, right. I was like, oh, bolognese. Okay. So it has an extra syllable. Okay. Yeah. Wow. If you, so you said Beverly Hills was your favorite. If you had to remove one of the women current time and replace them with a past Beverly Hills, who would it be? I would get rid of Erica because she has brought nothing for six years. Yep. A past wife. That's a good one. Um, I think I would want to bring back like Yolanda. I feel like she kept those like, like she just yeah. said whatever she wanted. And I yes. feel like they need to get back to that. Where right now they're like the Fox Force five try to, you know, yeah. pick one person to make bad where Yolanda's like, no, 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 we're all going to look bad. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. If, if I'm going down, you're all going down. Yeah. She fought back and like, she like just made everything so dramatic. You know, it wasn't a yeah. one person takedown. She was like, no, no, no. If you're taking me down, I'm going to take you all down with me. Yes. I would like to see Carlton back just to see her get under, like get Kyle because she just was like so intent on Kyle. I would love to see Carlton and Kathy interact because <gasps> Kathy would have no, no idea what Carlton is talking about. Right. None. And to see 
if she treated her differently because they're friends, like when Kyle and Kim were mean to Brandy in the beginning, would Kathy just treat Carlton like somebody that she just met or would she kind of be like on her sister's side more? Oh, that's also a good, a good point. Yeah. Because remember, well, I saw bits of it, but the watch what happens live when Kathy was on and Kyle was in the audience and someone asked Kathy if she was still friends with Lisa Vanderpump and she kind of like talked around the question and then Kath and then eventually Kyle was like, you're not friends. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Kathy would say they're not friends like for Kyle, but still was like still like interact with her and stuff uh, like when they did group scenes. Well, it's funny you say that because speaking of Kathy and Kyle and and Kathy doing that. So, you know, Bethany and Kathy, Bethany and Kyle were good friends because Bethany used to work for Kathy. So when Kathy started, realized she was coming on for a friend of, she texted Bethany for some tips and Bethany texts back, ask Kyle. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. And then insane, right? And then like a month later or something, I guess it was like Mother's Day. And then Bethany was like <laughs> texting Kathy like, oh, happy Mother's, Mother's Day. Day. Like wouldn't leave her alone. I yeah. feel like she knew that it was going to get out and was like, oh, no, like <laughs> I have to go back. Right. Because Be- uh, Bethany is nothing if not strategic. Yes, exactly. For sure. Yeah. Speaking of strategic really quick well well you know what I'll finish no I want to jump into this before I forget Monique announcing her bird's accident right before Potomac premieres definitely strategic also <laughs> like it's strategic but also kind of just like timing I guess like a bird dying, yes we're dying um but she definitely she definitely got them talking about Potomac, but not yeah. the current Potomac. Like she got them talking about her and the bird. Right. And I want to know what the uh, freak accident it was. I heard that the bird flew into a ceiling fan. Oh, my God. What? Yeah. It's like all very alleged. Like I loosely heard. But the Morgan letters posted like a questions box and was like, what happened? And someone wrote that in. And my friend accidentally responded to her instead of sending it to me and was like, what happened? And the Morgan letters was like, oh, I like, I think this is it. Like, this is what I've heard. So it's all very like alleged, but the only story I've heard is that it flew into a ceiling fan. (laughs) Oh, because people were saying that they've done research and those birds can live from 40 to 80 years old. So like what was, and my thought was to normally, well, I won't even say normally, but if I were to put freak accident, I probably would say it, or I would just say the bird passed away. Or yeah. if I was anticipating questions, you know, uh, unfortunately the bird ran into the fan or anything, but just to leave it as freak accident is like, what happened, Monique? And um, like these birds are supposedly like really smart, I guess, compared to the other birds. Like last year, remember when it flew away and then yes. it came back? Yeah. Like it just knew to come back. Um, so I am like a, a little skeptical because if they're that smart, like how did it just fly into a fan? But at the same time, it's still a bird. Like I can't, That's true. I can't put a ton of trust in this. <laughs> right. It makes me wonder if like was someone upset and kind of swatted at it and it flew away and then, and you know, or something like that. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe like it was coming down and didn't realize and like yes. went back up or something. To watch. Oh, my God. My body just got to chill to even think about watching that. No. It's 
insane. Well, while we're in Potomac, we could stay here and then go back to Beverly Hills. Are you excited about the premiere? Oh, I am so excited. <laughs> I think last season ended at like such a good point where yeah. like some of the cast is okay, but there's still a lot of drama. Yes. And I feel like just from the little bit that um, has been like seen on the internet, like they're coming for each other. <laughs> Did you see, I, I just posted it, but I got it from OMFG reality TV account, the clip where they're all at dinner. Cause we saw a little bit of it earlier um, before summer when Karen is telling Giselle, she got like a hot box or whatever. And they're screaming. And Wendy says, anybody want more titties or something like that? Did you, there's a uh, longer version or a separate scene from that dinner. And they're talking about Candace and Wendy said Candace was sick. Did you see that? Yeah. And Robin's like, I think she just doesn't want to be here. And Giselle's like, well, I'm just going to start going in. On yes. Everyone knows I can't stand Karen. And when she was like, I'm going to tell your business, your cheating business. I was like, and she's like, don't worry. I won't tell it all tonight. I was like, oh my gosh. I think this season's going to be really good with the drama because last season, obviously there was a lot of drama, but it like, it got out of hand with like the fight and then the blogs and the lawsuits and this and that where like, it really seems too Potomac is going back to like the root of housewives, just being like messy and spilling everyone's business. You know what? You're right. The root of housewives, rich people fighting, messy, spilling everyone's business. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's going to be a lot. And I'm really excited for um, the new housewife, Mia. Yes. In the in the trailer or something, like you just see her throwing lettuce at yes. Candace. <laughs> yes. It's like, what is happening? <laughs> that shows like she's going to come in like gunning right away. She's not yeah. going to dance around the drama. She'll be part of it, which is also good. And I also heard the friend of that's coming in. I, I believe it's Candace's friend that she's in it inv- involved as well. Okay, that's good. I love yeah. that everyone's involved. <laughs> yes, everyone. Even the friends of kind of like, wait, what are you doing? I think that Karen will be more confident this season because, or even more than she already was, because I believe she is the one that brings Mia in. So then it's almost like Mia is her instant ally. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And I know Karen and Candace had their thing at the end of last season and they're by the looks of it's still not good. So mm-hmm. having Mia on Karen's side and then Candace and Wendy are kind of a team. And think about not only that, uh, Karen wasn't good with Candace. And then um, the question was asked, how many people here think that Karen treated like Candace and Monique, like basically the same. And I was shocked that Giselle and Robin didn't raise their hand because Giselle straight up said that Karen, you know, didn't treat Candace the same, but Ashley raised her hand that she didn't think Karen did basically a good job. So I think that let Karen know, okay, Monique is probably not coming back. And now Ashley is, because I think Ashley is loyal to no one, but Ashley, like that's just it. Yep. Ashley is a top tier housewife because for herself, she basically lays it all out on the table. Like uh, if she's ever asked about something, she won't dance around it. She'll be like, you know what? Yes, I wasn't going to say it, but you brought it up. Yes, Mm -hmm. it's true. Blah, blah, blah. But like you said, she's only loyal to herself. She has fought with everybody on that cast. Yes. 
everyone and she doesn't care. And then after it's like, oh, LOL, like, we'll just hang out. Right. The only person she didn't get good with is Candace. Right. But her and Giselle moved past it. Her and Robin moved past yep. it. Her, her Wendy K- seemed to have moved past it. Her and Karen. Yeah. Her and Monique. Remember her and Monique? Her and Monique started out as friends. And then when Ashley alleged that she was drunk driving and that's why she miscarried, then they got, they had like the bump. And the yeah, bringing that up, like she was drunk driving and that's why she miscarried. Like yes. Ashley just dives as deep as she can. <laughs> yes. She's like, I'm getting to that tender point and I'm going to keep tapping on you. Yeah. And then when it's all done, she's like, look, I'm sorry for what I said. We can be friends because I'm going to move on. And that person yes. like, fine. That's fine. We'll be friends. Right. But just what you just said, that is that is a housewife, because in real life, if I did something to you, Catherine, right, I would say, I'm sorry that I hurt you. I wouldn't say, hey, look, I'm sorry that I hurt you, but I want to move on because I'm moving on. It's like, well, like you did it and then went through your process. And now you're in my face. Like, let's just move on. It's like, give me a minute. Like, wait a minute. So that's right. That is that is a housewife. Yeah. What's funny is I feel like the only reason her and Candace haven't is because when you look at it, none of the other women could really keep up with Ashley, even with her mouth. Cause Giselle would just be like, Oh, like you're dumb or like, Oh, like you're, you're young or you're lip, you know, none of them really, really could go out her with her mouth. Even when she was digging into Robin, all Robin can say was what have I done to you? And I was like, no, Robin say more. Like, don't let her come at you at Candace is the only one that can get with Ashley and shut her down because a lot of times Ashley will end up being quiet. So I think that's why they haven't got past because Candace is not letting up on Ashley. And I feel like if the roles were reversed and last year, Candace had told Ashley, I'm trying to get pregnant. The doctor says I shouldn't drink. And then Candace took a drink. And then Ashley said, hey, are you like really trying to get pregnant? It would have been like, oh, that's just Ashley. But because it was Candace, it people took it to a different level. And I think, too, Candace and Ashley are like on the same level, you mm-hmm. know, like they'll say whatever, but it's it's their personality and their delivery. Like Ashley's very personable. So when she says things like that, it's kind of like, oh, you know, like that's just Ashley. She's just asking questions. But right. Candace has that rap of kind of being like like the bitch on the show, like she's right. the nasty one. It's kind of like with Portia and Kenya. They equally start the same amount of drama with each other, but Portia is so lovable and most people can't stand Kenya. Mm-hmm. But it's like they hit at the same level below the belt. And Candace and Ashley, I think, are the same, but everyone loves Ashley and doesn't, they don't like, uh, I mean, um, Candace. Right. Like, kind of write her off and they're like oh she's so nasty yeah and it's like what I mean you have a person that literally said you were accusing someone of having a miscarriage for drunk driving like you can't get much lower no exactly (laughs) and I think Candace had like a valid point bringing it up to Ashley like oh like yesterday you told me you can't drink because you're getting pregnant and Candace was like I don't know anything about the pregnancy journey but you you specifically told me that so why are you drinking uh, but it was like her delivery. Her delivery came off very like brash and like blunt. Yeah. Where you know I what? think if she like sugarcoated it or like, I don't know, like asked it a little nicer, it wouldn't have been as bad. But or do you think that her delivery was like that because the real culprit of bringing it up was Giselle? 
So Giselle was like, oh, you're not even serious about getting pregnant. And then that, which was wrong because that immediately put Ashley on the defense, which I would be too if I was Ashley, because you're not hearing the whole thing. You're just hearing your friend say that the other person you confided in is like, you don't, aren't serious. So Giselle says that Ashley's immediately defensive and was like to Candace, you said that or something. And then Candace becomes defensive. And it's like, they're going back and forth. And it was like, Giselle actually started this. That's so true. That's so true. Giselle literally like, she kind of lights the match, yes. but she runs before the bomb goes off. So yes. then the only people who get in trouble are the two who are in the explosion. Right. Can you, I could literally, when you said that, I could literally see her lighting a match and then like running away a little bit and be like, y'all are on fire. What are y'all <laughs> doing? I didn't light you on fire. You fell in the fire. <laughs> you know, no, exactly. Like I made a small fire pit and you guys fell in and made it bigger, <laughs> but now I'm coming with the wet blankets. <laughs> yes. I, literally with her. Remember, was it? I think it was Candace's first season. So the third season when she, they went to play soccer in those big balls and she had that bodysuit on and that cape around her neck. Like literally I see her running to like save everyone from the fire she created in that with the cape just around her neck. <laughs> Tell me you can see that. I could so see that. I Yeah, I totally see that. <laughs> so I really want to know what is going to happen with her and Giselle, like when they were in the previews and she's like, I don't give a F about these cameras. Like Dr. Wendy totally was like, I will hurt you over my man. So I am like, whew. I, I wonder how it's going to be too, considering like Giselle tried something similar last year with Monique and like, you know, like how it didn't work out for her then. Like it, it ended up working out in the end because Monique is gone. But mm-hmm. it like it for other reasons, because like Monique fought Candace, not because she was fighting Giselle. Right. Right. Now, now she's like trying to start like a same a same thing, which coming from her is just rich because allegedly <laughs> Jamal has like 17 kids with 17 different baby mamas. Like, you know, you yeah, can't. Yeah. yeah. You can't keep yeah. coming for people when you have the same exact issue. Because I feel like if somebody came for me and my family, you know, you're, you're protective. So you would come you would come back at them. So she's lucky that Monique didn't try to get her. Because to me, that was the bigger thing. Like, I would be more upset about that. And yeah. the, the fact that, you know, she was saying that she was so excited to talk about it in her confessional when she was like, Okay, the word when Monique didn't want to talk about it and then they flashed to Giselle and she's like, well, the word on the street is and she lets it all out. It's like, okay, even that if that is the word on the street, because then outside of filming, we see Monique's ex-best friend, Gigi, telling all this stuff. Even which I don't agree with, but even if someone were to be like, well, her best friend said these things happen. So it's more than just hearing rumors. With Dr. Wendy and Eddie, I'm like, I've, I've read about it, but it, like a source wasn't cited. It was just basically that same word on the street is, you know, in a block. So it's like to bring that up can be so damaging. Do you ever sit back and wonder how far do we want these women to go? I do think about that, like just across the board. It's like the messier it gets, the better it is for us. But at what point is it? Is it too much? Yeah. You know, like saying like, oh, like Chris isn't the father of Monique's youngest child. Like that is. (laughs) Yes. 
Like that is a major, major allegation. Yes. And yes. like we live in an age where you could literally find something someone said from 1912 just on your phone, you know? So <laughs> right. If right. we can find the information back then, like all three of those kids are going to grow up and find this, especially Chase. And he's going to yes. be like, why? Like, why would someone say that about a literal baby? He was like yeah. one years old. Yep. So it's like, there's definitely a fine line where like, it's like, yeah, this is messy, but like, yeah, this is also going to like ruin an entire family. Right. Like whether true or not, it just leaves a seed of doubt. And not that they care about what the viewers think, but I mean, I think people of all the things people don't want, you don't want people to think that your son is not your husband's like you conceived them with someone else. So she knows that I feel like when they throw these things out, just like when Portia was like, Oh, so you don't have a sex dungeon. I feel like they know they could throw out the most fabricated lie and the people that don't like that person want to believe it. So if I was like, Catherine, why didn't you tell me, I don't know that you were dating whomever you would, people could probably visibly see you like, what are you talking about? But the people that don't like Catherine want to believe it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. I, it's different when it is true and it plays out in real yes. time. Like with yes. Ramona and Mario, it's like it happened. Yeah. It was out, you know, Ramona had to live some of it on camera because yes. that's her job. But to like, to like, physically try to make it a storyline when it's something that's not out there like that is crossing the line because right. like what if you know what if things got really bad and they ended up getting divorced it's like you broke up a marriage now three kids are going to grow up with yep. like in a broken home you know it's like a lot more than just being like your leather pants are ugly you know <laughs> right yes like it, it, what if chris had a got upset with the trainer what if what if he had in the back of his mind when he would see them together, mm-hmm, I sense a little something, but brushed it off. And then you hear a rumor and it's like, he could have took it to another level with the trainer. And Chris is a massive, massive dude, you know, like yes. if he went up against someone like they better be able to run football player. Yeah. <laughs> you could just take him down. Yeah. It got, it got so much. I'm, 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 I'm ready. Like you said, for, I think we like messy, but not dirty. Yes. It's like, we can be a little bit messy, but don't want to get dirty. I cannot wait. I don't know why this just made me laugh, but when you, in the um, trailer, and I don't even know if it's at the same time, because you know how they cut it together, but Giselle says, Ray don't got no money. Ray is broke or something and Karen's eating. And she's like, you talking to me? (laughs) Like, just like, (laughs) like, (laughs) something tells me that's not, that scene like I feel like I wonder if it's a scene where Giselle's now trying to talk to Karen like as a regular friend and Karen's like you talking to me because they don't like each other I will say in that clip that we were talking about earlier with Giselle saying to Karen I'm gonna tell all your business Karen's response said a lot to me when she was just like oh shut up shut up Giselle like it wasn't like that's not true it was like shut up Giselle yeah this is the second time it's been alleged that or third, maybe that Karen was cheating because I know Ashley did, but didn't Sharice as well? I thought. I think I, I can't totally remember on Sharice, but Ashley definitely did. Yeah. And so it's for sure the second time, maybe yeah. the third. 
Yeah, that's that's this is going to be so good. I'm I'm so 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 excited. And then last thing, unless you have any more about Potomac, uh, Giselle did say it wasn't on her podcast because I listened to her and Robin's podcast, but it's um, she was on the Breakfast Club with Robin talking about the podcast, and she talked about the trailer, and she said they show her crying. You know how they show her crying, and they show Karen saying something, making it allude to like. Jamal did something. She said she's not crying about that. It's something else. Okay. Mm-mm. If you can check out her podcast, check out the first one, Reasonably Shady. And they're not allowed to talk about the show, but she talks about like going on trips with her friends. And she said recently, uh, Robin was there also. Some friends came over my home and you were there, Robin, and one of the friends was nasty in my own home. And I was like, oh, no. And I told her to leave and she wouldn't. And then Robin was like, yeah. And that same friend was nasty to me through text messages when she invited us to go somewhere. And the invitation was nasty. And then Giselle was like, I don't think that's a trip I'm going to go on. And it, it was just like, OK, you're clearly talking about. Yeah. Housewives. <laughs> Like, okay, we get it. And then she did mention, and I know I said the other one was the last thing, but in regard to Dr. Wendy, this is who I think she's talking about. On the interview with the Breakfast Club, she mentioned they mentioned her and Wendy not following each other right, anymore. And on her podcast, I think it's the first episode she talked about, you know, normally people think she's shady, but she was really trying to be a friend to her friend. Just kind of talk to her about some things she was hearing. And she made it like, it was like, come on, Giselle. I feel like Giselle's always like, I'm just trying to be a friend. And yes. it's like, I would totally go for that if you didn't tell everybody else before you told the person <laughs> it's about. Like, she probably told the rest of the group about what she heard about Wendy and Eddie and then went to Wendy is like, I'm being a friend. It's like, no, now you're just telling me. So it looks like you didn't tell everybody else. Right. Not me. <laughs> and I know that they're supposed to live out their lives. But like you said, with Ramona the ladies would have to ask her about it because it was like, she had to live it out on camera. But like this thing with Eddie would never have come up on camera. And if you are truly my friend, you would like pull me to the side before filming and say, Hey, I let you, I'm going to let you know, this is what I, I would do that for my friend, right, wrong. And like, I'm not going to bring this. Well, I would, if it was my friend, I wouldn't even have to say that. I just would not bring it up on camera and I would shut anybody else down who tried. Yeah. No, exactly. And I feel like Giselle always tries to play the friend thing because like we said before, she like starts a tiny fire and lets everyone else build it up. So if she's Mm -hmm. playing like, oh, I didn't start the fire. Like I was your friend. I came and told you like it was this person, you know, who's who's really spreading it. That is good. She's like the street started the fire and I was the water hose trying to put it out. Me putting it out is telling you it's like, no, girl. The street was the fire and I just happened to be there at the time it started. (laughs) (laughs) Incidents. Every single time. Like, are you on the the firehouse payroll? What is going on? And that's also why it's like she needs to stop playing the friend card because it's always her. You know, like this happened like only like one or two times before. It's like, okay, maybe one time she's being shady and this time she's being a friend. But it's like this is season six and she has been doing this since season one. (laughs) 
every storyline has come from a little fire from Giselle and she right. runs away from the fire while everyone runs towards it. Well, everyone's like, you know, like flapping her hair or something. All right, with Giselle, and I'll ask you this for every franchise we do. What, who, with Potomac, I mean, favorite housewives on Potomac and least favorite? My favorite on Potomac, I think, is Robin. I love that she's like, part of the drama but never starts the drama mm-hmm. and I love that she just sits there and laughs like if mm-hmm. something's happening she's just sitting there laughing at everybody else <laughs> wait remember her and I forget where they were but it was with Katie and they were arguing and her mouth was <laughs> that is literally my all-time favorite scene and I think television Katie's <laughs> like to Ashley I'm sorry I said you were dumb maybe I meant you're stupid I don't know and like Giselle and Ashley are like what and like robin's just like hysterically laughing yeah back and forth she's clapping (laughs) it was like she just could not get it together (laughs) (laughs) you make me i'm going back to watch that scene today you've made me want to make a a meme or something you're so good i um I send it. I sent it to my brother and I, my sister, and I'm like, "This is like when mom makes us apologize to each other." <laughs> it's like, "Sorry, I said you were dumb. Like maybe I meant you were stupid, but sorry." <laughs> right, right. Take that and go. <laughs> okay, and who is your least favorite? Oh, this is kind of hard because I really, even though sometimes I get annoyed with them, like they're just such a good cast. They're all yeah. so good. I mean, she's not on the show anymore, but my least favorite is definitely Sharice. Like, I just was never a fan of her. There was something. It was like, even when I tried to get into her and thought I could for a while, it was like, "Mm, mm." then it was like, I like, it was weird going from like, oh, wow, I really like this person this season. It's just something. It's not quite a back and forth, but like, there was just something that always didn't quite connect. You know, yeah. it was like a facade of hers or something. Like, I felt like. It, yeah, it kind of felt like she she was like trying to be part of the show, but was also acting like she was better than the show. Yes, yes. You know, like there was like something there where I, I feel like she felt she was just a little bit better than everyone on the show and kind of the show itself. So it, it just yeah. came off as very like, like inauthentic yes and then a part of uh, there's a part of me that wonders if she was if that was disguising nervousness about what about what would come out because if anything came out then it could affect her divorce settlement so yeah that could be yeah she's finally divorced I think I think she's finally divorced if I ever get divorced, I hope I'm poor while I do it because I feel like the richer you are, the longer the divorce lasts. <laughs> Insane. Like, oh, you've been divorced or you've been going through the process longer than you've been married. Okay, makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. So since New York isn't your favorite right now, let's get into New York and then we can end on a Beverly Hills. So your thoughts for the season, why is it not giving you what it's supposed to have gave? I think it's like, I think there's just a lot of things wrong with New York right now. One of them is that the storylines are tired. You know, Sonia, I Mm. love her, but we've listened to her cry about the Morgans for, what is this, like her 12th, 13th season now? Like, you've been divorced for like 15 years. Like, at least (laughs) if it like happened last year, it'd be like, okay, girl, we get it, man. It's it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. 
um, Lou on her sober journey again, like nothing against her getting sober. I've had family members, you know, who've gone through AA and stuff. It's great, but it's just like, it kind of, it just feels fake and forced or like Leah's sober journey feels real. Like Leah's really, she, she went back to drinking. She realized Mm -hmm. it was wrong. Like I will give her that. I, I believe you with that. Yeah. Yeah. Ramona just being Ramona. And I think with Leah, I wasn't her biggest fan last season, but I didn't mind her on the show. But this mm-hmm. year, especially like the first half leading up with like Heather, like it, she was like trying to control the show. Yes. And it's like, it's like you just you just showed up. You don't know these ladies that well. You don't know Heather. Like, yeah. why are you starting? Like when she said to Luann, like, yeah, like Heather's been talking shit about you on her podcast. And Luann, like, had fake outrage. She was like, oh, what do you mean? <laughs> and it's like, like, these ladies know because they've done it to all the other wives. Thank and the you. Wives. It's it, like they're friends. They talk shit about each other. They're going to talk shit about the past housewives. Right. And it's it, just how it is. It's, it's, it was wild to me that she would say that when she literally was doing a, a jumped into, what was walking through the room. She was hanging out with Elise Swain this summer and talked about Ramona pooping during sex. Oh, okay. But you just like much worse. Yes. What Heather had said. (laughs) Like, are you kidding? And Heather earned her time with those ladies. Yeah. You know, it, it, it was so insane to me that I felt like she thought, well, now that they have a black white housewife, they don't need me. And they would bring back Heather. Oh, that's, And maybe Heather and Ebony became friends and then the rest of them. That's what I thought. I really, truly felt like she thought, hmm. That's a good point because I saw like an episode or two after the Heather fight. I kind of fell behind on this season, but she's been, Leah's been like better. Like I'm not like annoyed with her. So that's, that's a good point. I think she just felt threatened. Like, Mm -hmm. oh no, like they're bringing Heather back in like this is my out. So I have right. to make sure I fight for my spot here. And it was like, she was trying to create a moment when she called her a Karen and said, you're psychotic. I was like, girl. And Heather's just like, I love when she said, do you get what I'm saying? And Heather was like, was like no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is great. So what do you think about Ebony? I like Ebony a lot. The one thing I wish and I mean, we still have like half a season left. I wish we could see more of, of Ebony. I understand like, um, obviously as a black woman, she has, she, she feels like she needs to talk about it, especially mm-hmm. in the wake of everything. And I totally respect that. And like the Harlem themed dinner that she did, like, I thought that was a great idea. I thought Me that too. was like, such a good way to like teach people about the history in like a fun setting where it's like, oh, we're going to dinner and now you get to be this character, yeah, and, yeah. you know? I just by the way, that, I have to yeah. interrupt you and say, and I've said I could spit fire from my eyes when she called Leah James Baldwin. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> um, I think with her though, I, I don't know if this is her doing it specifically or the way production has put everything together, but I wish we could see more of Ebony because you know, she was a lawyer, she did like the Fox News stuff like Wendy does, like she's brilliant, she's successful. There's so much to her, and like you get to see glimpses of like her humor and she kind of has like a dry humor, which I appreciate. Like, I wish we could just see the whole Ebony and not just Ebony trying to better these ladies. Like I want to see her 
teaching them something, but I also want to see her like getting wasted and just having a good time like everyone else does. Mm -hmm. And I think where her and Brashawn differ is just that because for Ebony, she's like, I can't even fake pretend to have a good time with you if I don't know where you really stand, where I feel like Brashawn is like, as long as everyone's laughing and having a good time, I don't have to know. And I, I feel like I'm somewhere, maybe not necessarily in the middle, maybe a little bit more on Ebony's side. And I only say that because it would be something to be laughing, joking, having a great time with someone, right? And then you find out later, like, hey, yeah, everything about you, they don't, they're not really feeling. So I guess it's hard when you're trying to, but most people like me meeting you, if I didn't ask you, like, you know, like, Hey, Catherine, do you support white supremacy or, you know what I'm, but I guess, yeah. I guess it's just, may, wait, is that a question we need to be, we, maybe we should all be asking now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we need an app for that. Like we can literally scan someone's forehead <laughs> and it'll be like back up. <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> it's like, as the temperature gets higher, you just have to like, all right, I'm out. I'm yeah. out. I'm, I'm just going to back up. <laughs> Right. Like a lot of it's like my phone is full on on fire. Ma'am, I think you have a hood in your car. You're a white supremacist. But it's just funny. I will say during that dinner scene, I appreciated Lou at least engaging and talking back versus Ramona when Lou was like, now, wait a minute, what would make you think? And I thought that would have been a good chance for Ebony if she could have got it out to say, because I believe that's what Trump stands for. So if somebody voted for him and if not, just say, you know what? Yeah, I voted for him. I'm not a white supremacist. These are, these are the reasons everybody's, everybody's not comfortable saying who they voted for talking about that. And Ramona knows that we all know, like she knows they all, all know, but I will say Sonia, she's the one that popped that whole conversation off. Yeah, just like everything yeah. was good. And Sonia's like, since things are going so well, I'm going to bring up this <laughs> hard topic. <laughs> yes, because what did you think about her and Ebony's ride to New York? I mean, to Philadelphia. Do you think she kind of purposely, what, what was it that she said to her? Like, she didn't say preachy, but um, she said something and then say agenda. She was like, you don't have an agenda today. Oh, 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 I didn't mean to use the word agenda. Oh, but by the way, when I was with the girls. Yeah. I think Sonia needs to like latch on to someone. You know, she always tried to let somebody strong. She always tried to latch on to Bethany. Like she had someone and like Ebony is very opinionated and she's Mm -hmm. very strong in her opinions. Like if she says and believes something like she's not going to back down. Yeah. It's like the perfect person for Sonia to gravitate towards. Mm. So I think, I think Sonia believes in the stuff she's saying. Like, I don't think she's just blowing smoke, but Mm -hmm. I think she's like being a little more outspoken about it because she's like, okay, like I'm with Ebony and Ebony's saying this and I don't want her to come at me. Like she's going to come at Ramona. So I'm going to, I'm going to like double down, you know, like, yeah, I'm going to talk about it a little more. So it seems like I really am into it. You know, like, I don't think she's lying, but I think she's like, upselling it a little bit I was just gonna say like she has two reasons one okay yes because she's learning and she believes it and two almost like when you're in a friend group and that your close friend maybe she feels like Ramona takes her for granted so now I'm just gonna basically say yeah because me and Ebony were or, or like take the side of the other friend so that way you both can jump on Ramona and I think you know? too like we kind of see it with like Giselle and Robin but like 
there's always one friend who's like kind of in charge and when they do something wrong like you get sucked into it like in high school my I had a friend and he was so sarcastic and everyone would be like Catherine like like so mad at me I'm like but Damon said it like you can't be mad like we put lunch together (laughs) I'm like he said it like be mad at him and thinking you could control him right yeah and I think Sonia like sees that and like you know has gotten all the Ramona backlash and it's been fine but now she's like you know, she's like, I don't believe in any of that. I don't want to be lumped in. Like, yes. I have to be more vocal. Like, I have to make it known that I stand with Ebony. Like, I, I'm not in any of that stuff. Because I think she's like, she's like, don't, don't. Ramona said it. Ramona believes it. It's Got different it. than what I, Sonia, believe. That's funny because you said before, right? I, I, that is a good point how you said she didn't mind being lumped in with Ramona before. And she would say, oh, that's just Ramona. But now, because of the nature of the subject she's like hold up okay that's that's such a good point I didn't even think about it like that yeah because it's gone from like Ramona just saying like oh Kodak is so antiquated or (laughs) you know like don't mess up my blowout and everyone's like oh like that's Ramona like this is now like a this is like the first real subject they've ever talked about on New York you know New York's always just been fun Upper East Side ladies just getting dinner having drinks and I, I think Sonia's like I cannot be lumped in to this because I don't agree. And like, this is such a polarizing thing. If you're mm-hmm. just, if she got lumped in, there's no way to get out. Even if like, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like there's just no way to get out of that. Do you feel like Ebony and Sonia may have had conversations off screen? Because we know that Ramona and Sonia ran in the same circles. We know that Sonia dated Trump, I believe. We know that Lou voted blue, but do we know what Sonia voted? Because I'm wondering, like, Ebony, like, we've never seen Ebony straight up ask Sonia, well, Sonia, you know, you run in the circles as Ramona. I know that you were saying you get it, but just curious, are you happy there's a woman in the White House? Or just trying to figure out? Because that that's, it, that's with Sonia, I kind of, don't feel like she's always the most authentic. That's a good point because I remember the reunion after the 2016 election, Mm -hmm. like Andy basically asked, like, who did everyone vote for? And like some people, like Carol's like, obviously I voted for Hillary. Like some people said, Mm -hmm. but like some people like alluded, you know, like I can't remember if Andy straight up was like, did you vote for Trump? But you could, you could like pick out like, Mm -hmm. okay, these few voted blue, these few people voted red and I think Sonia was lumped into the assumption that she voted for Trump in 2016 yes so that that's a good point I wonder if Ebony did maybe pull her aside because remember like the very first episode Sonia was like look I have white fish and I have black fish and I have fat fish like that was the first time meeting Ebony and now all of a sudden she's like okay ladies we need to sit down and have these uncomfortable conversations so that we can learn so you're right. Like Ebony must have talked to her on the side or someone. Something. Because, like, how do you go from being like, look, I understand diversity. Look at, at all 20 of my fish <laughs> to being like, all right, ladies, like this is what a microaggression is. This is what yes. we have to do to fix ourselves. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. it. It was we a went big from, switch. Like, talking to a five-year-old about race to like talking to an adult. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's like maybe running for office one day or something. You know, when she was like, <laughs> we can't just turn the page. I'm like, who is this woman? Something just feels, you know, like I, I never liked how 
Sonia would be so quick, so quick to throw Ramona under the bus at any given second. If that is truly your friend of however many years, she would just be so quick. And it's like, how much of a friend are you really? You know, like I felt like Ramona didn't always do that to her. I feel like Ramona, Ramona just doesn't think about anything she says. I think she's like, oh, words have come. Either I'm just going to send them out. I'm not going to review it. Um, So she's like definitely said like mean things to and about Sonia. Sonia, But anytime when like Sonia, even like when she had her breakdown this season, which I Mm -hmm. think was like one of her worst freakouts. Ramona's always the one who's there to be like, okay, Sonia, like take a deep breath. We're going to calm down. Mm -hmm. And you're like, you're right. Like Ramona never really throws Sonia under the bus. Like Sonia always throws her. But I wonder if, I wonder if that's their way because Ramona's just so upfront about it. Like, um, remember when they went to the bathhouse last season and Ramona was like, Sonia, you gained weight. Yeah. That's like so harsh to say. <laughs> so I wonder if that's like Sonia's way. I want your voice. I want your voice like on my cookie jar saying that. <laughs> like, so I'll be like, wait, I don't want to know. <laughs> The way you said that, that was so funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I wonder if like Sonia is just like, Sonia is more like passive aggressive about it. Where Ramona yes. is just like upfront about it. So I think it's like a similar, Yeah, they have similar vibes to each other. It's just the way they let it out. Yeah. I like how you, Sonia is passive aggressive, which sometimes can be worse when you'd rather just, you'd rather them just be upfront about it. So you're right. Yeah. yeah. That That's such a good point. I just, I wish that. Or I feel like in that moment, if Ramona had a, said, I don't want to listen, but I'm, I'm going to, so we can put this to bed. What is your question about this past election? Right? Because she wasn't even going into Black Lives Matter with her or anything. It's just about the election. So I wish that she would have answered it or, or just list, at least listened to her. But I just, uh, it's, it's, it's wild because when I when they went to the hotel, Hawthorne, the name, something clicked in my head. And I, you ever find you get like a piece of something in your brain and you know it connects to something else. So I was like, Hawthorne. For some reason, whenever I hear the word Hawthorne, I always think of Edgar Allan Poe. I don't know why, but which has nothing to do with nothing. I just wanted you to know that. But <laughs> I started Googling and it was I posted it on Instagram, but it was so wild to me that here you have Ebony saying basically it's her right to talk about what she wants because she is a free human being and then when I started googling about Hawthorne and realizing who that was and putting the pieces together that they are the backdrop of this conversation throughout the entire season is a place that I believe, I don't know if it was, I said it was one of the first the other day, but it, where they had, they took Native American slaves to the Bahamas and brought back African slaves. Like, and Nathaniel Hawthorne was a big proponent of slavery. So when you think back, I asked someone um, who's going to be on the podcast next, well, his episode will come out next week. I said, do you think production, like he said, they're not smart enough. But it's, it's just, it's a big coincidence that this is the entirety of the season and this is the backdrop, them being 
at this place, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't, I mean, I honestly didn't know anything about him, like until like your post and like everything Mm -hmm. was coming out. So like, I could be a coincidence, but also it's kind of like an eerie coincidence. Yes. This is what's been going on and what they've been talking about. And now it's like all happening. Yeah. At this place. It's, it's, it's a, w- a wild ride. If oh, what do you think about Brashawn? Oh, I love her. Mm-hmm. I love she's that. Funny. You know, like she's just there to have a good time. It like she's just like I'm. I'm showing up. I'm getting drunk. I'm getting paid. I'm going home. Right. And I don't know why you're not all acting like this. Right. <laughs> Did you see this? And I haven't seen it yet. But there's a scene that was cut from the show. But it's Brashawn schooling the women like Ebony has been. I'm like, why would they cut that? I wonder. I wonder if they cut it because Brashawn has kind of been like Ebony chill out. Yes. It like wouldn't go along with. With the story they. Yeah. Because it seems like Ebony and Brashawn are going to have like a a mini feud coming up. Like I it just the way they're like previewing it and just the way that, you know, like Ebony's confessionals. I think that something's going to come up. So that's probably why they cut it because then it it wouldn't help the. The upcoming storyline, yeah. Right. And then Brashawn and Sonia. I read in a page six uh, article months ago, I think, like maybe two months ago. I believe this is correct. So guys, let me know if I'm wrong. But that Sonia said the reason that she breaks the mirror. Remember during the trailer, we see her and then I think the cameramen are going in there too. She's like doing something with a mirror or she broke a mirror. But she said it was something to do with her and Brashawn. Okay. That's going to be interesting. Guys, I wish you could have seen Catherine's face. I think you literally froze in time for a minute. Like, I could see you thinking. You're like. The wheels. No, the wheels yeah. were definitely. Yes. I can second literally see <laughs> To see that in real time, you were like, oh. I almost feel like I could picture, hear the thoughts that you were having. Because I do that too. Like, yeah. I but literally so- had to run through it because all I do is watch TV, like even before the pandemic, I can't even blame the pandemic, but I'm yeah. like thinking, I'm like, oh my God, like what? I like knew what you were talking about, but I couldn't. You had to like, I couldn't like <laughs> see it. Yeah. Like when you're searching on your computer, you're like, wait, wait, I know, I know it's, it's somewhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like, I like Brashawn too. I d- definitely think her and Ebony are different. And at first I was like, oh, no Brashawn. Like, why are they showing this? And then I thought, well, I've, I've heard other people say, and it's true, black people, white people, Asian people, none of us are monolith and are all the same. And there are some within our own cultures that think differently than we do. And that's just it. Or there are some that want the same end goal, but go about getting it differently. And they're showing both sides of that. And the audience deserves to see both sides of that. I like seeing both sides. And I like seeing that. um, I think it was this past episode where Rashawn told everyone, you know, she's a cancer survivor and like that. I think that adds a lot of a lot to her perspective, too, because she's like, I had three months to live. And now here I am 13 years later. Like we are like we just have to live as one. Like life's too short to just be like, oh, you're Democrat, you're Republican, you're this, you're that. You're that. Yeah. And that really like made what she said at like the Harlem dinner. Like it just it like all clicked like, oh, okay. she's saying like we should stop trying to separate things because we don't have a lot of time where. Ebony's like, um, like she's Ebony's just living her truth. Like, yes, as far as we know, she hasn't had like a near death experience like mm-hmm. that. So she's living 
how most people are where Brashawn's yeah. like, no, like I straight up almost died. I had stage four breast cancer. Like mm-hmm. I'm done. I'm not going to play this game. Like, yeah, you know, I was playing it and it, it meant nothing fun. in the end. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That's, that's true. That, that definitely could, could color how, not even color, but just seeing it through Brashawn's eyes, like you said. Cause she had said something in her confessionals, I think, or maybe it was at the dinner. I forgot what she had said, but it was, it was basically like, no, like, cause Ramona's like, well, Bershon agrees with me. And she's, yeah, like, she's no, like, no, I no. didn't. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is what I said. And like, this is why. And then knowing the backstory and everything, it's like, okay, so she, she does support what Ebony's saying. Yes. She's just, she just doesn't agree with the way Ebony's going about it. Yes, exactly. It, yep. And, and I appreciated that even Ebony said in her confessional, she recognizes that Bershon feels the same, but they're just going about it different. Then when she said, but don't encroach on my territory, sis, I was like, oh, this is going to be interesting. You know, this is going to be really A fight is brewing. I'm telling you, something's going to happen between them. <laughs> it's going to be Brashawn and Ebony, then Brashawn and Sonia, and especially because Ebony and Sonia are close. So that's, yeah. it's, that's going to be interesting. I would love to see like a Kamora Lee Simmons of Vivica Fox join that cast. Yeah. Like it would be like... So good. So, okay. Thoughts and prayers for Roni, everyone involved. <laughs> um, the fact, I just got to say this. So, the fact that Leah talked about being into, you know, I guess like the seance and all that, right? Because she mentioned seances and the ghosts and that's why they were going to Salem. But then like, they're like a little bit afraid in the hotel. And like Luann saging the room, it's like, so like, do you want to have sex with a ghost or not? Like, 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 I'm confused though. I just wonder. I don't know. It's just so weird. It was like, y'all went from like being excited to like, I don't know. That was weird. Okay. but What do you expect though? Like it's Salem. Right. It's like the most famous Halloween town like it's not famous for Christmas it doesn't have the Rockefeller tree like it doesn't have the biggest fourth of July celebration like it's literally famous for Halloween and you're going in October (laughs) right it's like let's get a no was it October or was it because I thought it was after the election or but was it but you know what they often put these scenes out of sequence so it very well could have been Oh, that's true because they had talked about having BP Harris as the first woman. Did I they mention think- that at dinner? Or because I get confused too. I'm like, wait, was that that was that was that at this dinner or was that at Ebony mentioned it, I think, when she went to Ramona's house and it was the two of them. Right. And Ramona had like her breakdown and was like, I'm <laughs> leaving. <laughs> and Ebony's like, This is your apartment. <laughs> yes. But then you're right. It could have been in October. And we know they film out a sequence sometime. But we know at least it was around if it wasn't October, we know October was the 30th and the election was what, like the fifth or sixth, and then even a week after. So it still would have been in that Halloween time frame. Yeah, yeah. I just always assume Salem like ends on Halloween because then it's like the minute November hits. I feel like everyone's like in Thanksgiving and Christmas mode. So they totally could have been there in November. I just yes. <laughs> I don't count that as Halloween. <laughs> right, right. Oh my god. And yeah, that's it's okay. So I guess we'll see what happens Tuesday. And then moving on to Beverly Hills, because again, I told you I wouldn't keep you that much longer past one, but you're definitely gonna have to come back. I already see that now so you're definitely gonna have to come back Beverly Hills overall thoughts about the season total first of all 
I I am loving the season, but I don't love the season. You know, okay. like I'm I'm happy we're out of the flop era. Yes. We're getting back to the roots, you know, like we have petty fights. Yeah. We have Kathy Hilton not knowing literally anything. <laughs> um, it's like lighthearted yes. and fun again. It's like even though it's still one storyline, it's not it's not six people ganging up on one. Yes. Which yeah. is what it has been since kind of like season seven, eight, you know? Yeah. So I like that. So I'm loving the season. It's really doing it for me. I look forward to watching it on Wednesdays, but I don't love the season. It's good. I like it. I'm hoping that this builds a new generation for Beverly Hills and that they can get back to where they were. Yeah, because even like with the Erica thing, and then I feel like, I feel like we're missing out on, the authenticity of like, because the Fox force five made this pack, we may not get to see, or we may, because we still have Garcelle, Crystal and uh, Sutton to see them work through whether they believe Erica or not. So some may, some not like we, I don't think we're going to get that within the Fox force five. They're going to present a united front. I'm happy that Garcelle is on the show for this because Mm -hmm. Like Sutton won't do anything. She'll like just no. crack if you look at her. And Crystal's too new to like ask those yes. hard hitting questions. Like I, Crystal definitely has it in her, but like she just met these people. You're not going <laughs> to like, you imagine? like, uh, hi, I met you like three weeks ago, ago, but please like tell me the nitty gritty of your divorce. You right. Know? <laughs> right. Did you really not know? You know, like <laughs> exactly. But Garcelle's like, okay, I've been here for a year. I saw what they did to my friend. I'm yes. for a paycheck. I'm going after her. Like, I'm going to ask those questions. That's good. How you said, I saw what you did to my friends, because yet Lisa became the face of everything that they all did. So I think she definitely thought Lisa was the main ringleader. But I feel like she feels a certain type of way about all of them because they all, except for maybe Dorit, that's, that's going to be their own separate feud. But because they all kind of, went along with it you know yeah 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 none of them stopped it and I think too like seeing what happened with Denise last year and like Mm -hmm. Erica has like never ever shared something about herself so I think like Garcelle's like we're all putting it out here like you have something that needs to be talked about. Like this yes. is literally your job. Your job is to talk about it. I know like legally, especially like as more things come out, there's an extent where Erica yeah. has to stop. But like Garcelle's like, I'm going to push you to that line. Like you are <laughs> going to talk about it. Like, like when you're like your brother or sister, like crossing this line, you better not cross this line. Like when you draw a line, it's almost like Garcelle's like, I won't cross it, but honey, I'm going to like. There, she's putting her toes right to the line. <laughs> Exactly. I wonder when she was on Watch What Happens Live, Andy said that there's another feud that she gets into other than Dorit and that shook him. And I wonder if it's going to be Erica. First, I thought it may be Crystal, but now I'm thinking, what if I wonder if it's Erica? Because Eric, Garcelle and Sutton are friends. Yeah. Erica say with her teeth, as my friend Jonathan Chandler likes to say, or what? (laughs) <laughs> or what with her teeth she said it with her teeth so I wonder if she's the wife maybe because Erica's never had a feud no she like shuts things down before it could become anything and people are afraid of her and I'm like what is she she's not going to hit you like 
But I guess she's maybe she's such a presence. And especially if people are on a housewife show. But the level of aggression that Erica has when she does shut something down, I guess that scares them. I think, too, like for Beverly Hills, a lot of people are like they're just pretty sensitive. Like, yeah, you know, like when Kyle, it's like if it's ever on her, like she cries and cries like Dorit, like panics. You know what I mean? Like, so Erica knows like all she has to do is get like an aggressive tone and it's over. And no one's really pushed back. Like even LVP was kind of like. Like she would, she would push, she would push. And then finally she'd be like, okay, like I'm not doing it. And Eileen kind of did too. Like, remember when they were in Hong Kong and Eileen Mm -hmm. was basically like, Erica has a son and Erica flipped out. Eileen was like, don't talk to me like that. Okay. I didn't say anything bad. Like, like that was the only time I feel like I was ever pushed back. Otherwise it's like, or what? Or nothing, Erica. Like we'll just (laughs) drop it. You know, that's how everyone is with her. Yes. I, I when wait after Eileen was like, don't talk to me like that. And then she gets up and was like, I'm gonna take a lap for like, like she goes, <laughs> <laughs> now you've made me want to go back and watch that scene. But like you said, or what Erica, I wish and we all say what we would or wouldn't do in those scenes, but you kind of think like, have I ever been in some of these um situations in real life or adjacent? Yes, right? So just imagine if she had been like, or what? And they had been like, or give the orphans back their money. Or like, just imagine how that would be. Production would probably like fall to the ground with their cameras. Imagine if something's like, or I'm going to tell the tabloids exactly what happened. Or like, I'm going to sell the stories. (laughs) 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 She would literally melt before our eyes, I think, if that, or I don't, like, would Erica get that mad to like hit someone? (laughs) Like, what would you even do at that point? I feel like time would stand still. Like, yes. At that dinner party, I think, like, like all of them would have just been, like, like frozen. <laughs> like, if they were, like, mid-bite, the fork just stops. Like, yes. and, what, do you, what, like, what do you say back to that? Like, I'm thinking if, like, one of my friends said, like, if they were fighting and something major was happening, and they're like, well, I'll just tweet everything so everyone knows. Like, yes. I would literally, I'd be taken aback. <laughs> I, I wouldn't know what to say or do. I'd probably stop breathing. And then a part of you is like, oh my, a part of me also is like, oh my God, what have I ever shared with this person? Are we ever going to get like into an argument and they're going to tell it all, you know, like, yeah, it runs like through your mind. All right. Like make a mental note. We are down one friend. Okay. We don't, <laughs> yes. we don't tell them anything. <laughs> yes. Like, yes. Make that, make that mental note. Now we're going to make that a, men- a mental mile back marker. away from this. <laughs> yes, like, yeah. Like, yes. Because <laughs> that is going to be her barking that I mean, she literally seems like she's snarling when she says or what? Like, I'm oh, nothing, Eric Sutton to me, as you've very well could probably tell on my um, account. I just with her. I'm glad that her and Crystal are, are good now. I'm very glad of that. Sutton just gives me a hint of something that I just don't like. And she the tears and I was disappointed with the ladies because number one, Garcelle, and I've said it before and I'll say it again, Kyle told a truth. Now, how she got that information, because normally I think the people that throw the host, the fundraisers don't really have the list of who paid it and is not. So however you want to say she got that information, take that aside for a second. She did tell the truth. You didn't pay it. We know that it was a mistake and not intentional. We know that. But you felt a certain type of way 
So you express that to her. The audience got to hear, oh, wow, I didn't realize that. So did Kyle. But then when it comes to Crystal, Garcelle can't even recognize that same thing. And I know that she doesn't know at this point what happened in the genesis of Sutton and Crystal's relationship. But it was like to tell her she shouldn't feel that way or shouldn't use that word. To me, I felt like the women were doing to Crystal what Sutton did in the very beginning when she's like, no, we're not talking about this. This is my experience. I, I felt like they were shutting her down again. And I'm like, hmm, that's, I don't like that. And the fact that they coddle this woman, I feel like they coddle her and that just annoys me. No grown person should be coddled like that. When she was maniacally putting that lipstick on, like a, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'll be done with Sutton. You go <laughs> <laughs> with Sutton. Um, when she was like explaining like the whole selling the house thing and she's mm-hmm. on the boat with Crystal, like I think for her, it clicked like, oh, my God, like, you know, I'm acting like this because I just went through a divorce and now I'm selling mm-hmm. the house where I raised my kids. We have all these memories like I totally get like why she was acting like that. But that's like when she should go back and say, like look, I just went through, like, we just met, like, you don't know my story. Like, I just went through a horrible divorce. Like, I raised my kids in these house, this house. And now like, it's all gone. Like, I was just spiraling. I'm sorry that I took it out on you. But instead, it was like, this stranger is supposed to feel bad that she's going through all these things. Like, you don't like, what if Crystal's marriage was horrible? You know, it's like, you can't just use your excuses, because everybody has something. Yeah. it happens. Like I've been mad about something and lashed out at Me someone too. not even involved. Like it's just mm-hmm. human nature to do, but you have to be able to recognize and be like, look, I yelled at you because, you know, I was going through this and it just boiled over onto you. And I'm so yeah. sorry. And that's all. I think that's all Sutton had to do. And instead she's making it out. Like, like Crystal's attacking her and Crystal yeah. doesn't care about her. And Crystal's trying to like take her down. And Crystal's <laughs> like, I'm honestly just upset that you walked in on me naked, but can we stop talking about it? Because like I was naked. Like. Right. And then, and Crystal is gracious, not even to bring up their initial interaction that Sutton never apologized for. And that's my thing. When she was like, you disrespect people's feelings. And when she was like demanding an apology, I, I couldn't sit still on my couch. I was like, are you kidding? Like to literally watch that whole. And on top of that, Garcelle is your friend to do that and your friend is now not the center of attention. Like that's my friend. I'm going to try to hold my feelings in until after because it's my friend's birthday. Someone has used their home. Someone's husband has made her a beautiful dinner. Let me be a little bit respectful of my friend. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I feel like, I just feel like she doesn't recognize her role in this like yeah I under like we know that Sutton didn't mean any like even if you didn't see the episode and someone was like oh like Sutton walked in on Crystal and Crystal's upset like you would be like oh well Sutton didn't mean it like she's just awkward like she's just an awkward lady like she probably like saw she was naked and like panicked you know <laughs> um, but Crystal doesn't know Sutton so it's like you just you met this woman for like the first time you've had two straight days of horribleness with her yes. now she walks in on you naked and makes a comment and now everyone's telling you to get over it and they're right. making it like such this big thing like you weren't violated 
and they're making the they're making the word violate like if if it was like equivalent with like Sutton sexually assaulted me like it's right not, like when you like when you buy something on iTunes you agree to the terms and conditions and the word they use is like violate don't violate the terms and conditions right. of this agreement it's yes. not sexual at all like it can be but it's generally it's not. not like. You violated parole. You violated your probation. You violated the terms and conditions. Like it's used for such like an array of things that they're making it and they're making it something so weird. And then Crystal's like, you're making me feel weird because it's you're making it weird. Like right. you feel weird because you're making it weird. She's like, I felt violated because I was naked. I understand now that Sutton didn't do it on purpose, but that didn't change the way I felt at the time. Yes. Now I don't feel violated, but in that moment I did and always will be because you can't go back in time. Right. You know what? You're exactly right. And and I like how you did terms and conditions. I like that. I I was thinking of when you get a red light camera ticket or any ticket and, or you get a toll violation. That's what it's called. Like, yeah, like, Come on. It's used for so many things that if they never said, like if Kyle never said it's something sexual, I would have never, ever. That's how I did it together. I would not have. I didn't think sexual when I heard it. I thought violated, like you've intruded in my space. Like you've, you know, like I didn't, I never thought about anything sexual. And the fact that they're defending Crystal, I mean, uh, Sutton's actions in this and literally wanting to take away how she felt like you, you change your terminology over something that I did to you. And I was watching the scene back and it's when you really watch, you see the the moment Crystal opens that door, she goes to walk and she stops and says something. She saw her naked. Then she didn't back out of the room. She kept going. And to me, I feel like Sutton has an issue with boundaries if she wants to do something or say something, she's going to do it. Cause when I think back to her interaction with Crystal and, you know, she basically shut her down. Then the next day it's, I want to talk to you. You were nasty, but let me tell you why I'm upset. Then she takes the coat in the room. And then, you know, that went horribly wrong. You go back into her room the last day and I want to be your friend. I'm a hugger. And you touch her. It's like, she doesn't know boundaries. Yeah. I, my friends and I talk about this a lot. We think that like growing up Sutton was like Sutton was the kid that was the last to be picked in gym class. Like she was mm-hmm. the kid who was sitting alone. And we think like she still carries a lot of those insecurities because you can tell like, like she just wants to be liked by these ladies. Mm-hmm. Like she wants to feel included. And I think, I mean, the whole thing started last episode because of the gifts. Like she didn't get one and everyone <sighs> else did, but it wasn't just that like Garcelle didn't get, like six gifts, like she got two or three, everyone grouped up. So not only did Sutton come empty handed, but now she's like, she's like, well, Erica and Rinna got her a gift and Crystal and Kyle and Kathy all like split a Mm -hmm. gift and no one asked me to be part of it. No one made it known that like we were going to be exchanging gifts. So I think like she spiraled even more because she was like, not only am I left out after working for a year to get into this group, like they they included Crystal right away. Like Crystal's yes. so confident in herself, and like she just has like she's a confident woman, mm-hmm. and Sutton's not. And I think she's incredibly, um, oh, I can't think of the word. She's like intimidated. She's yes, incredibly yeah. intimidated by how confident Crystal is because 
like Crystal works with the group well. Like she, yes, she met Kyle and Rena when they handed out like dropped off gifts. Like she's mm-hmm. known Kathy. She's had moments with Garcelle and yes. Erica. You know, where it's yes. like hard for Sutton to join a group so effortlessly. So I think like yeah. she feels threatened by Crystal. Like she thinks Crystal's going to take her spot in the friend group. Well, that's funny you say that because I'm going to get back to that point. But like you said about. Crystal being confident. And that's why it's funny to, and how she works well with the group. It's funny to see people say, Crystal's mean, Crystal's snobby. And it's like, to who? Because she works very well with the group. It's just with the person that did something to her, like first. So let's not act like Crystal's this horrible person. And when people were calling her cold, I'm like, but y'all love that about Erica. I feel like Crystal effortlessly like went in with this group aside from Sutton, of course, more so than even Erica. I think they looked at Erica like, wow. Remember at the, at one time, Lisa Renna had an issue with almost like how sexual Erica was being. So it it was like, and you know, they looked at her like this glam goddess or whatever, but Crystal just fit right in. And with Sutton, it's crazy because Lisa Renna said, you can bring gifts. Yeah. Bring gifts. And because you forgot and no one reminded you and because the gift was Crystal's idea because Crystal remembered Garcelle liked her ring. Yeah. Like that would have been a perfect moment to be like, Crystal, you should have got me one and you should got another one and we could have had friendship rings or just anything to kind of. Yeah. Instead of like pouting and like throwing a fit and I, I get why she felt left out because literally yes. like everyone else grouped up, mm-hmm. but like no one was like Sutton. What did you get? Garce-? You know, nobody called her out and they no. wouldn't have like, they would have been like, thank you so much. And then Sutton could have pulled Garcelle to the side and been like, I, I like obviously got you something for your birthday, but I didn't yeah. realize this was when we were exchanging, like let's get lunch this week or like yes. grab coffee and I could give it to you. And Garcelle would have been like, Oh girl, don't worry about it. Like right. I didn't even notice, you know, I was like right. looking at the ring and stuff. I mean, um, she brought Lisa Renna a bottle of wine and forgot Garcelle's gift. Like that. Like, yeah. <laughs> and Garcelle is so chill about everything. Yes. Like if Sutton was straight up, like I forgot to bring it today she would have been like don't worry like we all have a million things going on like we'll right. have dinner like garcelle would not have cared at, at all, all <laughs> at all it was just like so like childlike behavior and i know you know i'm thinking of around my friendship group i don't do well with people like that it's like i'm not gonna baby you and coddle you you know like you know you have these insecurities we all have them but like we can't keep like it's everything is everything is always something which makes me wonder remember last season when she was telling Dorit let the mouse go but before that Dorit said she was freaking out and we didn't see it but it makes me wonder if in fact she actually was in that car with them freaking out more and that's why Dorit spoke up on it probably like seeing how she is now like mm-hmm. it probably was something that she made a huge deal and Dorit's like I don't know you like I don't know what you're gonna do right like Sutton spun it and was like you're you're being mean to me and yes Dorit's like I'm literally just saying what happened yes and Dorit's looking around like, <laughs> like I remember Dorit was just like it was like night and day like just black and white like Sutton <laughs> said this and I didn't know what to do because I don't know Sutton and Sutton was like how dare you say that about me and she's <laughs> like yes but but it happened (laughs) (laughs) yes 
<laughs> oh my God, Catherine, that is such a good point. We're definitely in for a ride with this season. Oh, and I just think Chris um, Sutton won't tell Kathy to stop saying Thomasina, but no. you're going to take it out on Crystal. It's like, because that's who your real issue is with, Kathy. I love Thomasina. That was so good. Was, and everyone's like, what is that? And she's like, a peeping Tom, but she's yes. a woman, <laughs> Thomasina. Yes. And it's, it's crazy because they feel like they don't want Sutton to get triggered, but they don't even realize Crystal had told all of y'all how that affected her and y'all keep bringing it up. So it's not only Sutton reliving, it's Crystal. But Crystal had like a a severe adverse reaction to it. Like Sutton cried for three days. Crystal like lost weight and was like, am I, am I going to plunge back into my ED? Like that's like a serious thing. Like Sutton, stop crying like man up a little (laughs) yeah 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 and just say i'm sorry yeah i thought it was what do you think about this because i thought this was interesting i know i keep referring back to this first night but this has to do with kyle so the night you know they were all at the lake tahoe house kyle and and crystal and sutton are in the room or whatever and you know kyle brings up the conversation with garcelle to a person that i mean wasn't even on last season. So it's like, okay. Anyway, brings it up to her. And then Crystal goes through the response. Sutton cuts her off. Kyle never says a word until Sutton mentions like, well, basically, you know, you uh, called her out at the reunion and she's like, now, wait a minute, Sutton, you're not being honest. That's the only time she spoke up. She let Sutton cut Crystal off when they were at her house at election night, Kyle's house. And Krista goes to tell, talk about her eating disorder. Sutton goes to cut her off again. And Kyle goes, now, wait a, wait a minute, Sutton. I want to hear this. It's like, where was that energy that night all the, all these weeks ago? I just thought that was really interesting. Yeah, that's true. I think Kyle, I think Kyle like picks up like for the group and also like the fans, like what's Mm going to make her look better and like yes. what's gonna kind of keep her on the good side so yeah. she saw like she saw like Sutton cut Crystal off and it it's caused this huge multi-week thing so she was like no no like I'm not gonna let that happen again and like, I was like mm-hmm. I could have prevented all of this like, yeah. I'm not doing it again yeah do you think also the, the other side of it could be I'm not in the racial fight anymore <laughs> like it's not like me Garcelle right, so I'm not <laughs> I'm not even getting involved that could be. And because Sutton brought up, basically brought up the race thing because Crystal's like, oh, what happened? And Kyle was like, oh, we just had like this little issue last year, but we went to lunch and we're fine. And Crystal was ready to be like, oh, OK, that's great. You moved on. But Sutton kept going like Sutton was like, well, like, you know why she was upset because she was right. upset because, you know, you know, that's like, you know, why right. she was upset. and Kyle's like, yeah, yeah, I get it. Like, I get it. And Crystal's like, that's when Chris was like, so what happened? That's right, Catherine. And then that's when Kyle was like, well, I called her out for this. And she explained to me how it's a racial stereotype. And I didn't know. So like, but we're good now. You know, like I heard her side. I apologize, yes. whatever. And then Crystal was going to be like, basically just backing up Garcelle. Like, yeah. oh, I can understand because like XYZ happened to me because I'm Chinese. Yeah. And instead, like. Sutton flipped out, but Sutton brought up race. Kyle, Kyle is like, we had a fight. We we went to lunch. We're good now. And Crystal is ready to be like, okay, like that was it. (laughs) 
It's about to be done. And Sutton had to be like, but you know, you know, right? You know. Right. Yeah, I know. I know. (laughs) Mm. Catherine, I forgot about that. That's so good. So like Sutton brought all of it onto herself. And then it's like, I don't know why Crystal's coming at me. And it's like, but you, you like, even though you didn't say anything, you just kept saying, you know, you brought it up. She knew it was something to know. Right. Yeah. Catherine. Oh my God. Guys, Catherine literally has like, now my mind is like, <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. Catherine just messed me up for a bit. Oh my God. Okay. If you, oh no, we are, we already did Beverly Hills. We didn't even, I was going to ask you about housewife. If you had to take one off of Beverly Hills and bring one back on, but we already talked about it. So, oh my gosh, next week we get into all the news coming out with Tom, which I'm really happy about Yes, to, to see it play out so oh my gosh let's see up oh, we're at 229 and change guys i've only had her for an hour and 29 minutes so <laughs> i think i'm doing good <laughs> oh my god is there anything else that you wanted to say about beverly hills or um predictions or anything no i i honestly have no idea how it's gonna go it's Me either like because i don't think erica's really gonna talk about it she's gonna continue her story but i think Garcelle's gonna be like no ma'am i don't buy it and i'm gonna yes. make you i'm gonna make you say something about it something real i think that's the feud we're gonna see other than garcelle and dorit yes and i'm here for it because i me don't too. think garcelle will back down me too i'm so here for it yeah. i'm here for a which is a garcelle and dorit i feel like dorit gets away with a lot like with the puppy i was thinking like Everybody's so focused on Lisa. Y'all forget she gave back two puppies. Okay. <laughs> and one ended up in a kill shelter. Okay. All right. All right. Like, I feel like she gets away even like the season before that when her and Lisa's friendship started deteriorating. I thought there were things that like they both, it was like, oh, wow. Okay. Like insane. And then the jealousy between Dorit, Dorit and Kyle about Lisa, which I think Lisa liked, you know, a little oh, bit. She like loved. Yeah, She loved it. Yeah. So, oh my God, Catherine. Please tell everyone where they can find you. And guys, I'm telling you right now, Catherine will be back. This was fun. Oh my God, yes. Thank I you. I really thank enjoyed you. I had it. so much fun. This is the best first podcast experience I could have had. <laughs> I popped your podcast, Cherry. You did. You did. <laughs> this was so fun. I was trying to figure out like who I thought you were, like behind the account. I'm like, okay, okay, the memes are funny. Okay, like, and then even thinking like, okay guy girl non-binary what do they look like blonde blue you know just trying to <laughs> just trying yeah. to. so it's nice to put a face with a, a face with a bravo a ig bravo account. yes yeah everything is so anonymous on the instagram it's like yeah. i feel like i know people but i'm like i literally cannot pick them out in a crowd <laughs> right but don't you feel like sometimes i feel like the friends that i've met and really truly made um this last year i feel like i know more about them than some of my friends that i've had for years like because it was like we were dating online almost yeah (laughs) it was like something new that like none of us had ever done yeah like just making the account and like these connections yeah some of the connections like really can run deep yeah and you're talking about your fears and your anxieties all over all around the pandemic which then leads to you talking about more and stuff and maybe why you have these fears and you're like I know more about you than my friend you know (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) this is great. But I'm sorry to interrupt. Let everybody know where they can find you, your account, if you're available for podcast bookings. (laughs) I am definitely available for podcast bookings. Um, You can find me on Instagram at Bravo Enthusiast. 
Um, yeah, follow me. Like my memes, please. <laughs> yes, we make sure we do. Are you on Twitter too, or have you? No. No, I deleted Twitter last year. I like went off social media, and it's just okay. not something I've gotten back yet. I like think about <sighs> it a lot because I loved Twitter. And I was thinking about doing it like more Bravo related so I could yeah. still get the fun jokes, but it's like more, but I don't know. I'm not sure if I'm ready to take the plunge back in. It is a lot. I like, it's a, I like the challenge to be maybe funny or snarky and like, a, and like however many letters or less, but then it can be so like dark. It's like, why yeah. does it have to be like this? Literally someone can be like, I'm thinking of leasing or buying a leasing or buying. What do you guys suggest? And here's someone like, only an idiot would lease. And it's like, but that's not like, why can't you just say, like, you I wouldn't buy. think, yeah. You or, say, or, oh, you should buy. <laughs> a buy. Or yeah, I don't think lease is smart. And here's why. Because if, to me, if you're answering like, why, you know, the person's looking for the why in your answer either way. Yeah. Yeah. It, it can get so dark. Sometimes I'll have to be like, nope. But I, I do like how you, I can type out my thought and then post it on Instagram. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> when I first started using Instagram a couple of years ago, I'm like, wait, how do I write? And my kids were like, you don't. Like, like, okay. it takes pictures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Instagram is our adult picture book. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, well, your memes are great. I thank you so much for coming on. Seriously, I want you to come back. Um, we can talk about Potomac because we have like a whole season yeah, to talk definitely. about. We can do that. So I will probably schedule you like offline even in the future but I'm trying to be better at being on top of things and like as soon as I book with someone I put the zoom link in right away I was not feeling good last week so I had to cancel all of my like not this current week but the week before I had went to urgent care and all that so I had to like cancel all of my recordings and then I felt so bad because I rescheduled one and I rescheduled it during the time when I was like coming off the end of being sick and never put it in my calendar. Yeah. But created it in the zoom. And normally my zoom goes, as a matter of fact, now that I'm thinking, cause normally my zoom, if I create it in zoom, it automatically will add to my calendar. If I click add, I don't know if I didn't click. Add, I didn't, I didn't click add because I literally went through my schedule starting Monday for the week. I'm like, Oh, I don't podcast till Wednesday. Oh, this is cool. And then I'm going through my emails and I'm out at the store and it was like, so-and-so has joined your Zoom. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? And <laughs> it was the one I had forgot. I was like, oh my God. So I'm trying to make sure I'm conscious, you know, cause I don't want to waste too much time. I felt so bad. She was just like, I hope you feel better. And I was like, <laughs> like I'm sorry. so sorry. Like it just took me out. But so anyway, guys, Catherine, AKA Bravo Enthusiast will be back. Please make sure you follow her. She does funny memes. Maybe slide into her DMs, convince her to join Twitter again, let her know what you thought about this episode. And she is available for podcast bookings. I'm now her booking agent. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. Thank you.